You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. Bonus, bonus feature. <laughs> what was the word you said at the end? I think it was meant to be bonus, but it's <laughs> not bolognese. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to our bolognese feature. Uh, this with is us, big, with Chef big, Owen and Chef Rory. <laughs> this is the Big Review. See, my name is Owen. Uh, that's uh, Chef Rory. A fellow head chef over there, Rory Cashin. Um, thanks a million for joining us today. We've got a very special bonus bolognese feature for all you <laughs> Harry Potter fans out there. We are delighted to be joined by none other than Pierre Bohanna. Bohanna, Bohanna, Rihanna, Moana, Mm. Pierre Bohanna, who has had a stellar Hollywood career um, making the props for, like, actually some of your favorite films. Yeah, some serious props. Uh, (laughs) Props to this guy. He has worked on all of the Harry Potter films and the Fantastic Beasts films. Yes. Um, He's basically the guy who makes the wands. Yes. And not a euphemism. And he also yeah, kind of worked. Um, he's also worked on the recent Star Wars films. Yeah, yeah. like he he worked on Phantom Menace, uh, which we did. We're not going to hold against him. But he also worked on uh, the Last Jedi, which we will hold against him because that's good. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. And uh, what else? There's other amazing films Edge in there, like Gravity, Edge of Tomorrow, Titanic. As well, you know, all the small ones, <laughs> all the teeny tiny. They haven't really made a lot of money, um, but yeah. So Pierre um, is, you know, obviously well versed in the Harry Potter world. We're massive Harry Potter fans as well. Yeah, yeah. like like people in his position, they uh, they don't they don't get to talk about their work a lot. I don't think we talk to the people in front of the camera or the people at the camera. But yeah, not the Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert yeah. Grint, that's David who people. Yates, yeah, if we if we're at a stretch, but never people like poor Pierre who put in so much work into the stuff that you maybe don't notice. But if Harry Potter didn't have any ones, it would look weird. It certainly would look weird. Is that a euphemism? It's Probably. a better one than my one. Probably. Um, yeah, so as we said, uh, this guy has made the wands, he's made the brooms, made everything, uh, all the Quizich equipment, mm. um, and he's currently working, as you'll hear uh, in the interview, he's currently working on expanding the Harry Potter world, uh, the studios that are based just outside uh, London, so he's, like, he's just living um, at and, Hogwarts. And, and he's he's working, well, coming up to working on Fantastic Beasts 3, and if you think we didn't ask about Fantastic Beasts 3, you're, you're, you're wrong. Not, you haven't listened you're to this person. That's what we would ask. It's 100% what we would ask. So enjoy our conversation with. And that's the other thing. He's not a French man. Well, he doesn't sound like it. He sounds like an actual English man called Pierre Bohanna. Yeah, he was misleading, but nice guy. Enjoy. How's your day gone? It's, it's so far so good. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. We're, um, good to, funny enough, I'm, but we're, we're making. Um, uh, just at the moment, up at uh, Leeson Studios where we did the films, there's a, a studio tour here, and we're just doing working on the expansions that they're that they're just about to open over here. So, so we're we're making loads of props, 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 funny enough at the moment. Like I don't get enough of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you're finished work in the film. Now come and work in this massive building over here. Yeah, as well. exactly. Um, never so leave. What, what what's the uh, what's happening in the extension? What's been added to the world? Well, they've got a, uh, they've got a. Oh, sorry, I'm taking off piece now, aren't I? But um, 
I'll get told off. But it's it's um, it's an extent, it's it's all to do with Gringotts Bank and um, uh, and how they really how we all clubbed together and 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 did all the, you know rendered that scene really that whole storyline, especially in the Deathly Hallows part with them where we go down into the, the strange um, uh, vault and uh, all the treasure multiplies, etc. And the kids are desperately trying to get hold of the the Hufflepuff cups and, and get rid of all the Horcruxes. So it's it's just a it's a rebuilding of the of Gringotts of the vault um, and and all the pieces that are involved in it. So it's a lovely piece of work. Well, that that leads us nicely into our very first question. What is your favourite Harry Potter movie? What is it? Oh God! It's you know it's so difficult plucking 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 out you know to, to, to trying to find standalones in 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 that whole time of work because we you know anything anyway is when I get asked about favourite props and all that kind of thing you you, you, you look um uh, you, it's for me really it's the journey of how we get to those results so, and and you work with with so many wonderful people, you know, the guys you work for, you know, such as production designers, set decorators, etc., and, and the directors, and then the guys you work with, all the all the model makers were, uh, and, and prop makers that are, that are in my team, and then the other department teams as well. You know, it's a massive, massive concern. So it, it's really, you know, that muddy the waters as far as making a judgment that's better from one to the other. Um, I'm here in Azkaban. Uh, You're saying Azkaban to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that's that's definitely I'm my not, answer. I, 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 yeah, no, exactly. I, I could have said it in two words because I saw it went off. No, 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 no. It's all good. Um, it's. Uh, but I, I don't know. I love. I love Goblet of Fire because there's some, some really cool props to making that, and we've got some good brooms, and it gets his firebolt, and and you know, it's all those kind of things. Oh, and and um, there's a Yule ball as well as all the challenges of Yule ball, and and. Um, uh, yeah, and on and on and on. There's tons of really, really nice stuff to do. Yeah, is it is that romp as well? So. Is that kind of how you think of the films, Pierre? As opposed to like in storyline or character development, it's kind of like, oh, that's the one where we had to make the firebolt for that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't help being a little selfish. No, I mean it, it, the reality is that, that you know it, we are all contributing to a, to film to a film, and and you know that film has. You know, it's all about making a film. It's about making a good film, and, and really, if you know, if I to, to know that I've done a, my job well, I want to go into the cinema, sit in there, and first time I see it, see the film, and then as soon as it finishes, we we'll need to go back in again and look at it because I have I've missed all our stuff and I've just been totally wrapped up in a, in the film. And you could, and but that's how it should be. You should be all we're all making that the contributions to making that journey as convincing and as enjoyable as we possibly can. And just in terms of your work and your contribution, what would you say would have been either the single most expensive or the single most complicated uh, contribution to the films that you've done? <laughs> All expensive. I don't like bringing that up again, especially when I'm going to need to get my next job. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's just so we know which one to rob next time. Kind of, we've, we've been actually, we've been poring over your CV, Pierre. I think you're going to be fine for another <laughs> job, so, so I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I don't know what I've been up to in the last six months. If it all totally implodes, you're only as good as your last job. Um, uh, God, expensive, expensive. Uh, I mean, we had a probably. The, I mean, in size, the sense of size. I mean, if it's are you talking Potter films or just generally any film that we've worked on there? Um, well, let's start with Potter films, and we probably expand out. Potter from films, that. yeah. 
I mean, uh, Goblet was uh, far, as far as a whole film was probably one of our one of our biggest budgets. That and Deathly Hallows, Deathly Hallows, because they filmed both the films, both films at the same time. And of course, you had all the big battle scenes and etc. So that was that was probably two as a, as a department, as a bottom line costing that would, that would have been those films. But as far as objects in themselves, I have to think really. It's the most expensive thing we've done. Um, funny enough, weirdly, on percentage, one of the most expensive things we did make really was brooms. Um, and brooms item by item, and it certainly weren't the individual item, probably the most expensive thing we made, but but very close to because. They, we had to make obviously the, the what we call the prop ones, but most of the brooms were made to go on to um, on to uh, special effects rigs. And also, as as we got into the films, um, the people that you know originally we were just making them for eleven, twelve year old kids, but eventually they start putting adults on them. You had the likes of, of Moody, etc. Uh, you know, on the big, big, big guys, and but the brooms still had to look like they were. You know, sort of inch and a half thick, uh, and, and made of twigs and, and, and branches and wood, etc. But in reality, we had to look at very high grade um, materials, and you know, went into the aircraft industry and looked at very specialised castings. We were casting titaniums and aircraft grade aluminiums, and and even magnesium castings, and, and like total loads of t- and heat treatment, and just to get get really the strength and the and the, uh, the strength into the materials to be able to cope with what how they were thrown around the room. So, yeah, that um, that took a lot of time and a lot of investment. Yeah, I like that you mentioned uh, Moody there, like the obligatory Irish reference when you're talking to two Irish uh, film fans here. Uh, so th- th- that's good with, like, Brendan Gleeson. So whenever you're yeah. working with various... Well, Brendan's a big man. He, he big certainly, he certainly is a big man, yeah. Um, but do you, yeah. do you work with... Um, do you have to take all of that into account then, like the kind of individual kind of stature and size and measurements of the individual actors as well? Oh, yeah, on something like that, you would, you know, you have to you have to engineer to it. It has to be safe. You know, you can't... They were put on these sort of 20-foot long hydraulic arms that, and they're thrown around a great big green set. So it's like a theme park ride, really. So it was... It's, uh, and his one, of course, was this strange sit-back, you know, feet forward, uh, chair back, like an armchair. So... So yeah, that particular one was was um, was a real real challenge, but great. You know, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I discovered all these incredible foundries and and engineers that, that are tucked away in the middle of north of England, etc. That that um, make all these amazing things that we would never hear of because it's all it's all um, you know ministry and and uh, and aeronautical work. So very very specialised and, and so you know. It was a great, it was a great, um, great learning curve on this. Just in terms, uh, I sticking my Harry Potter just for a moment. Um, Any time I fly through London, um, you go you go to the the stores in the airport, and there are shelves and shelves and shelves of Harry Potter wands. Um, good, yes. to, like the majority of toy stores in London, Harry Potter wands. Like it, it's, it has to be one of the most popular recreations of a movie prop ever um and and just in terms of popularity because i they they range from like anyone can buy one in in the local toy store to huge uh collector's editions as well that like can run to be very expensive like when you were initially designing them designing them like did you have any idea that this could potentially become this popular and like has there ever been anyone who you've been surprised was such a huge fan of the harry potter wand 
well, it certainly is for I suppose, first of all, for the, it's, yeah, I mean, when we came to start making the, the ones, it's, you know, it, it was it was just another, you know, it was an, it was an item on a list that didn't make it dry, but it, it but also it, it obviously a very important part of that world. But it, yeah, it, you, you never, at that point, you're not thinking in any way at all about this, this you know, sort of five or six years later, that, that this, this incredible mass of retail um, and enthusiasm that comes that uh, that um, is off the back of it all, really. I mean, why would you? It's it's, it's not something. If, if, I mean, they're a strange object to be, in certain senses, to be so so popular. But and it's obviously off because they are so representative of the of the world. And also, one of the things I love about certainly Harry Potter series is that certainly for the generation that grew up with it, it's such a personal. You know, they could so easily put themselves into that world and wish themselves into that world and 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 want it and to be engrossed in it. So to have your want, it, it really helps that that feel. I think that's probably one of the reasons why they're so popular. Um, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's. But yeah, I, th- I mean, that there's. Oh God, I've met we've met so many people here. I remember the um, while we were making the films. Um, um, uh, the daughters of, um, of uh, uh, President Obama um, came came to the um, came to the uh, <laughs> is before the studio tour, but they came and had um, had a, a, a breakfast afternoon sort of tea in the Great Hall, which I think was a a, a, a massive treat. And uh, so the, the whole the whole um, the whole security guards etc. came at the same time. And so I remember one of the one of the uh, talking to one of their one of their um, obviously one of their security guys there, and he was probably the most excitable uh, Harry Potter fan I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> one of the, one of the, the uh, Secret Service. So you've you've got a way in then into the Secret Service. That's perfect. Secret Service, not a secret <laughs> fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people like uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, they always get asked, you know, oh, did you nick anything from set? Uh, in terms of all the films that you've worked on, are you like ever turning around, you're like, where, where's the elder one gone? Who stole, who stole this prop from set? Like, and you're like, well, now we have to make another elder wand. Or like, have there been those kind of cases? Or have you stolen? Well, you're kind of in charge anyway. So he you gets can, to make you, them. You so. get to make them. You don't even need to steal them. But any instances like that? Um. Uh, th- there was a, an enormous amount of effort. I mean, you know, thirty years ago, everything used to. There was no value. No film film company really understood or wanted or were interested in the value of what they they were physically making. So everything got thrown away. It's incredible what probably got chucked away. By the time we started making the Potter films, you know, film film companies were much more really aware of the cost, possibility of the value of assets. So contractually, we're very. They're very stringent with the responsibility of of what we are making, and and obviously, for the likes of myself, when we're making you know sort of important props and, and costumes, this doesn't get more heightable. You know, the, the, what we're making is not is always the stuff that wants to be nicked. So the, the as well as myself, I mean, I'm not responsible for 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 looking after the pieces once they're made. That goes to the prop master. Um, you look, make sure everything is on set and everything is looked after. And everything goes. With. So he's he's a guy. He's a security guard, basically. And they had some very good standbys that literally had to count things in and count things out. Even when they were doing the, the big battle scenes and they had, you know, they were given sort of 500 people out, uh, at, you know, a wand each. All of those wands came back and all of them was allocated 
lawn as far as that was concerned. So I think. <laughs> so the Wands had secret service. <laughs> Sorry. The Wands had their own <laughs> secret service. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it was a, a massive vault for it all. But yeah, so it, it was. It, they, they, you know, you, you, they all the product. You know, Disney, Warner's, everyone are very, are, are very tight on on on. They don't want to see stuff. They're also concerned about stuff appearing. You know, before film comes out, etc. Which is what what it's really, really all about. So, what? so yeah. So, so basically, no, no. We could we. Thank you for bringing up the potential spoiler aspects of uh, of props going missing because that is a, a lovely segue into your future career because uh, myself and Owen have been scouring the internet to see what you're at next and uh, to say that we got very excited about literally every project that yeah, you're involved every in. Single one. We're yeah. like, oh, Wonder Woman. Oh, uh, uh, Men of Black International. Uh, like everything you're doing next. I was like, we uh, need all of the information about all of those films immediately. Yeah, like so Star, Star Wars Episode <laughs> 9. How, how are those triple blade purple <laughs> lightsabers <laughs> coming along again? Like any any lightsaber hints there? Yeah, the ones that come back at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Boomerang lightsabers, exactly. <laughs> That's our exclusive. Yeah, oh my God, Star Wars is set in Australia now. That's our exclusive. Sorry. But Listen, you're going to have to come over and take me out for a very good dinner. That's what it's going to. Have to that's the only way you're going to get any, any of that. I mean. Just a dinner. That's that, that's doable. That's absolutely. That's oh, yeah, absolutely. No, see, doable. I'm, not, I'm not. See, I'm not expensive. The next production, I'm not expensive. Well, that, that's good. I've done, I don't. I don't have a lot we of don't, money. We don't have that much money. So, yeah, so that works. <laughs> but it, it's, with chips, wasn't it? I suppose even because you have as well worked with uh, or worked on um, the Fantastic Beast movies, uh, and we know <clears> the next one is set in Rio. Well, part of it's set in Rio anyway. Um, is there anything that you're looking forward to potentially working on in that one? Is there something that you're like when people see this, they're going to be they're going to be excited? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm I'm um, I'm excited as you all are to, to really discover that. Um, you know. To, I'll, my involvement probably won't, won't begin till till the autumn time. I'm guessing at the moment. You know, we're still we're still um, we're still finishing up on, on other pieces. So so yeah, that everything is. You know, I'm 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 waiting really like the rest of you are really just to find out what the what the next step is. But, but I'm very excited. You know, I, I, I Joe's writing is so so wonderful. You know, so it, to 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 um, to just wonder what's going to come out of her mind next is. is it's very exciting, and I can't wait to, to be able to make whatever it is. We'll be involved in making whatever is in that. Well, between mind. yeah, between the ones for Fantastic Beasts and so many of the iconic and kind of bespoke ones that you've worked on for the other Harry Potter films, the one that always pops in mind there is the Elder Wand, of course, but um, mm. Bellatrix is a kind of curved kind of one as well with the curved handle but like is there any particular personal favorite that uh that you've a special attachment to or a reason that you maybe designed or worked on it in a particular way yeah there were some lovely ones i mean i always liked um there was one made for uh Grindelwald that was for the pot in the process you've seen very briefly we seen twice actually then for pretty Azkaban, but then you've also seen uh, no not pretty much but definitely Alice, um as a young man and as also as an old man but it but um uh, he's, we made a one for him that was just—I just thought it was just a beautifully simple design. And the idea, it, what it, it, it looks like, is like a 
strip of bark um, that's been pulled off a tree um, and then dried out into a, like a, almost like it's gentle spiral. But it had a very, from a distance, you think it's just a normal one, but then you realise it's this sort of half, half it's almost missing. And it was just, it's just very beautiful. Yeah. I know that, and also I loved slughorns because that, that was an incredible challenge for us to do. You know, it, was, it was lots of different different processes and technologies, but something that was you know, so very pretty. So, so yeah, so lots of, yeah, they're my two favourites off the top of my head. Yeah, look, they're, they're both fantastic examples of uh, of of ones like this. This like the amount of detail that has to go into something that you think would be so small and trivial, but ends up being so uh, important, I guess, to uh, to so many viewers. Like Pierre, yeah. it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I feel I could talk to you for at least another hour and a half, but it would unfortunately <laughs> involve that dinner, and we're too far away. <laughs> yeah, I've checked my pocket, Pierre. I have about four pound seventy. So that might get us some chips. I don't know about London prices, but if you're working in Gringotts Bank at the moment, you can steal a oh, couple, yeah. of, couple, of, <laughs> couple of bits fine. and bobs from there. Come, bring that over. I'll bring the vinegar, and then we can have a... And then um, that's a good enough start, isn't it? Problem solved. Sorted. Happy days. <laughs> Pierre, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Pierre. All right, look after. Thank you, guys. So it looks like Rory, uh, Pierre, and myself are going out for dinner yes. sometime soon. Well, with with, with, with with what little money we have, and apparently with what little amount of English I have left. <laughs> yeah. He's bringing, I've never had anybody offer that they'll bring the vinegar before. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Very possibly. <laughs> uh, as myself and Rory tried to figure out uh, what was a euphemism and what wasn't and what's happening with the two of us and Pierre after this interview. Um, Full-on open relationship with a wand maker. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how I dreamed my life would work out. Oh, you find true love. Um, so we will be uh, putting this interview up on Joe as well. Uh, don't forget to tune in to all the main episodes of The Big Review Ski. And whenever Fantastic Beasts, we are very excited about that Rio-based one. Um, Brazil. It's, <laughs> Brazil. Yeah, it's a, it's those, a little those bit... Those English wizards are not going to tan well. <laughs> they really are not. Newt Scamander is screwed there. He, yeah, factor uh, 50 all the way. Although but, there's probably a spell. No, that. they can probably just do a spell. Just a spell. And, like, and just, like, can they not just spell themselves into a tan? Into like a really nice kind of... Nice kind of subtle tan. There you go. Look, problems solved. We've so sorted. That's one plot hole yeah. fixed. Anyway, Are you listen, J.K. Rowling. To be fair, she's been tweeting about some mental stuff recently. So. Yeah, this is the stuff she should be answering. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. It's a UV spell. We will uh, see you over on the main episodes of the Big Review Ski again. But for now, thanks for tuning into our Balinese feature. Well remembered. Thank you. You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.